Welcome to the Single Cell World, the podcast for scientists in which we disentangle single cell technology. Here, frustration and failure are transformed into clarity and understanding. I am Katia Motinho, and in this podcast, I want to share with you my experience in single cell research. How? In the form of useful advices that you can use in the lab after each episode. Ready to learn? Let's start! Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of this podcast. I hope everything is good on your side. Today I want to start expressing my gratitude to Carla Stephens. Carla, thank you so much for paying me a coffee in order to support this podcast. Today I will talk about something that most part of people new to single cell research are not aware. That is the fact that when we are doing a single cell experiment with most part of the technology that is commercially available, we will need to sequence, to do DNA sequencing. Well, the correct name for this kind of single cell technology is single cell sequencing technology, but we always make it shorter and we always talk about single cell experiments, single cell, single cell projects. We never use the word single cell sequencing experiments. And of course, this is important to know since it represents the sequencing, it represents an extra cost to the single cell kit or technology that we will be buying. And this because it is not included in the kits that single cell companies sell. The sequencing will need to be done by a different company with a different kit. And in my opinion, this is not clear at all when we talk with single cell companies. So, Think that the sequencing will be an extra cost that we'll need to consider. Besides that, there are other things, other considerations that we will need to have present when planning our single cell experiment. But let's start from the beginning, from the simple. What is DNA sequencing? I will explain it as if you are new at the lab. Sequencing is reading. Reading what? Letters, like text in a book. These letters are only four. We have ATCG, that stands for adenine, thymine, cytosine, and guanine. And as you can guess, this text that I'm referring is inside our cells. So one cell will be one book, okay? The text is the information that we will have on the DNA or RNA. Here, it is important to mention that the RNA will always need to be transformed in complementary DNA. That is what we call the cDNA. And this is important for you to know since the letters that I referred before, ATCG, are constituting the DNA. However, the RNA, instead of having a T, a timing, has a U, uracil. But when we are preparing our RNA into cDNA, the U will be transformed in T. So, this is why, independently if we are sequencing information or text that comes from DNA or RNA, we will have the letters A, T, C, G, okay, constituting our text. So, let's stop here and summarize the concepts that I explained until now. So, we will need to sequence, to read, what? Read, text. This text is information from the DNA or RNA, and this text is constituted by letters that are the base pairs. This text is inside one book, that is one cell. Okay, let's continue then. Other thing that we need to have in our mind, that when we are doing a single cell experiment, first the initial step is to isolate, individualize each cell. And from there we will get 
the information that we want to study. So we will get DNA or RNA. And here, what we will need to do is to amplify this information for each individual cell, but also label this information with a specific tag okay, for each individual cell. So let me explain. Imagine that we have two cells only, okay? Cell number one. So all the information that we get from cell number one, from the, let's say, RNA, we will label with label number one. And then we will have other cell, cell number two, that the information that we had there, the text, we will label with label number two. At a certain point, to be easier for us to handle the, the samples, because we will have a lot of individual cells, right? This will mean a lot of individual tubes and can be, when we are talking about thousands of cells, it's a lot for us to handle. So what we do at a certain point of a single cell experiment is to pull the information that comes from these individual cells. Everything goes in one tube. When we are doing this, what we are doing is a library. So it's like if we get all the books, all the information, the text that is in the different books that are our different cells, and we put it in the same place, we do a library. And this is a very important concept, a term on single cell experiments. We always talk about libraries. I have libraries to sequence, okay? You will listen a lot about this. Again, let's stop here and tell that now we know that we will have to read the information that is in the text and this text will be inside the book and the book will make part of a library. So sequencing, right? The information that will be the text is DNA or RNA information or both if we are doing a multiomics approach. And this information is from a book that is our individual cell, but different books will be put in one tube that is in a library. Another question is, how can we read, how can we sequence the information that we have in our library? Well, we will need a reader, not a person anymore, but nowadays we use machines, a machine that will read all the information for us, and it's called a sequencer. Just for your information, the first sequencing experiments were done uh, with a person reading. It was not um, sequencing libraries from single cell, but very basic sequencing uh, one molecule of DNA. Okay. And this was done by a person. Yep. Someone that was identifying the different letters, the different base pairs, and was writing it on a paper. Yeah, but I will explain it better in other episodes. Yeah, the DNA sequencing evolution, of course, focused on single cell technology developed. Now returning to the sequencers. There are different types of sequencers and different brands that we can use to sequence the libraries from our single cell experiment. The most used are the ones that the sequences are short fragments. And these are commercialized. Uh, for example, the most used ones are from Illumina, but we also have other options like BGI or Element Biosciences. These are other companies rather than Illumina that also have sequencers that we can use. And starting now being introduced in the single cell world, we have other type of sequencers that are the ones that we can sequence longer reads, long read sequencers, like the ones 
that are commercialized by PacBio or Nanopore. But here, pay attention. Depending on the sequencer that we will be using, we will need to buy a kit that is compatible with that sequencer or better. It's a kit that will prepare libraries compatible that can be sequenced, can be read by the sequencer machine that we will be using, okay? And this is everything for today. As I mentioned, over the next episodes, I will be talking about the different type of sequencing methods that we can use right now for single cell experiments. And also, very important, the considerations that we need to have present while designing our experiment. So thank you so much and have a good week. Ah, don't forget, in case you want to do like Carla did and support this podcast, you have the direct link to do so in the description of this podcast episode. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Single Cell World podcast. If you think it was useful or you learned something new, please spend some seconds rating this podcast on Spotify or leaving a comment on Apple Podcasts. It will make me super, super happy. For more tips or advice, follow me in Instagram or Twitter at SingleCellWorld or simply subscribe our website or blog at www.thesinglecellworld.com. Well, I will wait for you next Monday with a new episode.